At Bank of Ireland, you don't have to talk face-to-face. Our mortgage team are happy to talk FaceTime to FaceTime and give you all the info you need, from how to get started to how much to save. FaceTime our mortgage team to talk about a personalised mortgage that's right for you. When you're ready to make a move, we're ready to make it with you. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval subject to assessment of suitability and affordability. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank Trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Just to see you. We got a clock sister in the building, ladies and gentlemen. To behold you as my king. <laughs> For your glory. For your what? You ain't hear them skills? No. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is going on? You can't leave somebody with a mic. Woo! You all right? You're childish. You, <laughs> you need some more time? That was a mic check. And look uh, what you turned my mic check into. That was a concert. No, 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 no. no. Welcome to In The Moment. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitchell. Your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. Episode 31. I was almost flying solo today. I was going to give it a run. But I do got Big Bands Bree with me. Big Business Bree. Money making. MMB? Like JB. Nah. They don't even know about that JBT sauce. Uh, I do have Brie with me. Unfortunately, uh, Katie, who is normally with me, who I believe has been with me on more episodes than anyone else, shout out to Katie, is off this week. She is going through some family things. Her grandmother, unfortunately, passed away. So shout out to Katie. I am praying for you. You are with me as always. Prayers up and sending strength and prayers and love and support to Katie and her entire family. You are definitely on our minds and our hearts, and we will pray that you continue to get through this because, woof, I can only imagine. It is a tough time for so many people right now. Uh, if you have lost a loved one throughout these times, shout out to you or whatever you are struggling with. Who else I need to shout out this week? Um, shout out to everybody on the front line, like always. Uh, black people, we are being attacked from every angle we do not need to attack each other shout out to the black people who are not using their time and energy to attack other black people white brothers and sisters who are our allies who are on our side who are fighting to listen to understand to appreciate and who are fighting for the same rights that we are fighting for shout out to you um shout out to who else give me something shout out to the firefighters all of them all of the firefighters um, somebody said the firefighters never get no heat. That's because firefighters don't kill people. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it just is what it is. They save people. Shout out to the firefighters. Um, shout out to, uh, let me think. Let me think. I always do single mothers. Shout out to all of the single mothers. Just shout out to all my listeners. Shout out, shout out to my listeners who have been with me from day one. Shout out to my day ones. Uh, you are appreciated as the great Tupac would say. Uh, shout out to anybody living with roaches. Um, <laughs> that's a real thing. I was I was talking about living with roaches earlier, and it reminded me of growing up and having to deal with roaches. This is a real thing. I'm not even trying to be funny. I remember being a kid and going to a certain family member's house. I'm not going to say any names, but you ever tried to take a bath with roaches? 
That's not my thing. I'm not looking to take a bath with roaches. I wasn't looking for it either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where they kept. They always would. They would wait until I was in the tub. And then I'm comfortable. And then all of a sudden, like six of them would just come out from all angles. Roaches can swim? Water bugs can. The ones with the wings that fly. I saw the first time I ever saw a water bug was in was at college in Old Dominion. And I, I didn't know roach. There was a roach that could fly. And I went to step on his roach. And the roach spread his wings and flew away. Pretty wings. <laughs> Fam, when I seen a roach fly for the first time, I, I said, ah! And I, was, I looked to make sure nobody was in the apartment. Um, what are you, you going to do the first time you see a roach fly? Hmm. It, okay. Ah! That's yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, that's the same thing I did when that masseuse went a little too hard. Like, ah! Mm-mm. Nah. If you, listen, <laughs> roaches is a real thing. When I, I'm telling you, I used to have to go to a certain family member's house. And it was roaches everywhere. Like when you would go try to get your little box of cereal, roaches would crawl from the box. I would go to change. She would always be like, change the calendar. For some reason, I always had to change the calendar when I was over there. It would, the calendar would say it was September of like 1984. But for some reason, she thought in, in 1993 that it still had to be on the right <laughs> month. Like this, is, this calendar is 10 years old, fam. I understand. Those days are going to circle back. Which, no, they're not. Eventually, the first will be on a Monday oh, again. <laughs> I thought you meant the living with roaches part. I'm, I'm not going back. <laughs> we not going there. No, for real. If you have never lived with roaches, I mean, fortunately in my life, I've never lived in a roach problem, but I've definitely had to visit someone who had a roach problem, and it's a nightmare. Let me tell you, when you go to flip that calendar, and like a farm of roaches come flying and crawling down the wall and jumping on your neck, um, it, it'll change you. You see what you're really made of. So you were humbled. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to have to stick my little hand under there to, to pull the mouse trap out to see if the mouse was on it. I grew up in the hood. These are the things that I had to go through. I'm t- matter of fact, the, fir- the only time I ever saw a roach is a true story. As an adult in a place where I lived, when I was with my ex and she came in with a suitcase. And as soon as she opened the suitcase, I saw two roaches crawl out the suitcase. That's a true story. I said, yo, whoa. <laughs> but what I never thought about was can you imagine how excited those roaches were to leave her roach infested place and go somewhere new? Like they got in the suitcase and was like, yeah, I'm out. Like they made a family. <laughs> yeah, like we getting out the hood. That's like signing a record deal. <laughs> well, first of all, how did she react when the roaches came out of the suitcase? Like, was she like, oh, it's roaches here? Or like, did she act like she nah, was you? She tried to play it off like they crawled in her bag, like right there. Nah, fam, they traveled with you. <laughs> they, they got in your bag. You put the bag in the car. They rode in the trunk looking for a new life. And as soon as she opened her suitcase, one of them crawled out. Like, one was smart. He was like, nah, you go first. I'm, <laughs> I don't know this environment. <laughs> right? the, the dumb one was like, yo, this is amazing. And it's not a lot of us. Like, it's just me and you. And then, like, he, I could feel his excitement, like, right before I stepped on him. Like, that was it for him. But he had a moment of... I made it. I'm out the hood. And then the other roach tried to like, he tried to juke me. (laughs) I swear he tried to juke me. I was like, yo, fam, I'm not falling for that. I used to play cornerback. Wait a minute. So this was the only time that you experienced roaches with her? Well, other than the time I went to visit. Oh, because she stayed, I'm giving, I don't care, give all business out. She stayed with her grandmother Mm -hmm. and I would go visit her grandmother because I loved her grandmother. Even in the times when I couldn't stand her, 
Mm-hmm. I love their great, but they lived in the hood. They mm-hmm. lived in the hood, hood in Brownsville, the hood, like the hood of hoods. And yeah, it was roaches all up and down in there. I ain't stay long, but I used to go say hello. Mm. And I, you know, grandma wasn't doing so great. I couldn't help her at the time. Neither was I, but I didn't have roaches. I understand. But yeah, two roaches got out. Of, they got away. And then every time after that, she would be like, you want me to pack a bag? Now nah, I'll buy it. Whatever you need. We'll <laughs> get you something new. No. No, don't bring a bag. Don't even bring clothes. And then the thing, you, what you don't understand about hood roaches, hood roaches are different than roaches anywhere else. Like, you got to step on them roaches six, seven times. Yeah. This is, I'm telling you, I stepped on this roach one time. Four or five times, and he was still moving. And I was like, "Fam, this is Fifty Cent the Roach. He he won't die. Why? He, he took five, six, seven, kept moving. His legs was still like he was on his back, but he was like, nah. And then you know, I left him. It was meant. To, it was destined. Clearly, he was in his purpose. He was not meant to die. So why I'm gonna keep stepping on him? Okay. She was like, nah, kill him. I swept him out the house, but I let him live. That's a true story. I don't know where that Roach is today. Um, but I hope he's okay because he wasn't meant to die that day. But he took nine and kept going, and I knew that that was that was Fifty Cent the Roach. Many men got it. <laughs> Many men <laughs> wish death, death upon me. me. All right, that's not where I wanted to start. But now, nah, man, shout out to anybody that's struggling. Anybody that uh, being single in these quarantine times have to be tough. Shout out to you if you're single. Better days are ahead. I. I I, I got to say, as a guy who never stressed being single, I would not want to be single during these times. I would imagine that's got to be pretty difficult. So shout out to you. Would you want to be single during these times? It's just, I need someone to, um, you know, like right now it's a rainy day and it's still quarantine. Like you kind of want to cuddle up, watch Netflix. It's plenty of stuff dropping right now. Like. At least, like, let me experience this with someone else, a significant other. So I'm good on the single journey, maybe the first month. And then after that, I've been like, okay, let me uh, buy me a boo. Facts. Well, if you don't want to be single during these times, if I were you, I would be careful. Um, Because it's Gemini season, and you know how y'all act. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, shout out mm. to the Geminis. Mm. I can't, listen, man. Listen, that's, that's all I'm shouting out for today. The, the main shout out is to Katie. We love you. But to the Geminis, Geminis are different during Gemini season. I done had enough of y'all. I, I done had enough. Geminis know exactly when Gemini season is here. They let you know. They do dances when they see each other. Like, I'm, I done had enough. Y'all, y'all, the energy is different during Gemini season. My lady is a Gemini. I was talking to her the other day. I was telling her that Geminis don't take accountability for anything. And she said something to the extent of, well, whatever issues we have, Y'all let us have them, so it's y'all fault. I have never, <laughs> I, I've never in my life saw somebody give, not only not take accountability, but give you the accountability for why they don't need accountability. Shout out to the Gemini. I mean, I think that that's a fair statement. I said <laughs> <course> that <laughs> I said that I would take I take accountability once a day, and but coming up to you know the thirty one years of my living. Why is it all my fault? Because I entered a lot of people's lives and no one, el- no one else said anything about no accountability. Wait, you ended? Whose life did you end? I said entered. Oh, oh. <laughs> this conversation's about to go somewhere completely different. <laughs> no, I entered. So what are you even talking about accountability? I was accountable before myself and my actions. 
But I mean, that's about it. Okay, so you'll take accountability for one thing a day. What what if you what if you have a bad day, an off day and you're wrong twice? Well, I just say I take a nap and then I just wake up. <laughs> so you take accountability for the first one, for the second one you take a nap. Yeah. See what I'm saying? It's not on me. Yo, man. Shout out to you. Fellas, if you if your lady is a Gemini, shout out to you. I, <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain, fam. And the, yo, you it's hard to keep your self-esteem dating a Gemini. I'm going to tell you why. The things that you hear your lady say are so different than the things that you hear the other people in your life who love you say. Like, I'll, I'll spend a whole day with supporters, family, friends, fans, and they'll all tell me how humble I am. And then as soon as I come home, my lady is like, yo, you way too cocky. You need to calm down. You need to relax. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't. Well, who's lying to me? The, the, the rest of the world or you? The rest of the world, clearly. Exactly. They don't know you like I know you. Nah, fam. Quarantine hit and, you, and, and she knew I was sensitive about the fact that I couldn't work out. It was bothering me. It was ruining my mental. And she came to me one day and she was like, babe, you're losing your arms. Where are your arms going? And I was like, nah, don't do that. I still got them. You was like, yeah, they're a little muscular, but, but they ain't what they used to be. And then as soon as I went to see my mom, the first thing my mom said to me was, whoa, them arms are looking fierce. I said, see what I'm saying? See? Your mom hadn't seen you in a while. My mama think I'm handsome. I think you handsome. You fine. Nah, you nah. mine. You all that. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, you know, like we was practicing a different diet. So during that diet time, you know, you were slimming up and those the muscles that I love so much oh. were, you know, still there ish. See, <laughs> fellas, that's why when you get the muscles back, you got to tell a nah, don't don't appreciate me now. <laughs> don't appreciate me now. Don't touch me until you appreciate me. Know your worth, King. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being humble, this is what I want to touch on. I want to talk about the Lance Armstrong doc for a second. There were some things within the Lance Armstrong doc that I think should be discussed. Uh, I think everyone pretty much knows who Lance Armstrong is and his story. If somehow you don't, uh, Lance Armstrong was a cyclist. And he took the world by storm because he was pretty much winning every race, like literally every race. And he ended up with cancer and he fought it and he beat cancer. Um, testicular cancer, I believe, is the, is the term. And yeah, so he he started uh, live strong. Boom. So he started live strong, which was. A foundation to help support cancer and it took the world by storm literally i mean everybody was wearing live strong bracelets the yellow bracelets everybody was supporting lance he was a hero i mean he was pretty much an american hero he was an icon and everybody loved and supported him and then eventually it came out that he cheated his entire career he was taking um what do you call it performance enhancing drugs his entire career so people said that he was a fraud now, the few things, I want to touch on a couple things here. The, the, the first thing is, so I didn't realize that in cycling you have a team, like a lot of other sports. It's a team sport to an extent. He just got all of the credit, right? And there was one particular teammate who, now a lot of these guys were happy to be on Lance's team. They, just, they were happy to be a part of something special. I compare it to the guys that were on the Bulls in Michael Jordan's era. If you were watching The Last Dance, Michael Jordan got a lot of the attention, obviously, for obvious reasons. And some of his teammates was like, yo, I'm just happy to be here. 
other teammates was like, I'm tired of this dude getting all the attention and not letting me eat on the bus when we lose. So <laughs> one of Lance's teammates was on some, yo, I, I want to go play for somebody else. That's the first thing I want to touch on. He felt like I don't need to be a role player on his team. I can go win on my own. And Lance's attitude was, bye. If you don't want to be on my team, you think you can do better than me? You out here making little, having little sneak exercises, all in the videos, making test podcasts. If you don't want to be here, I will let you go. Now, <laughs> I got, I'm one of those aliens. Like, I'm the Michael Jordan attitude, the Lance Armstrong attitude. Uh, who else thinks this way? A lot of the greats do. You don't want to be here. You feel like you can do better by all means. Do you think that's a bad attitude to have for, for, for the leaders of teams? Is that, is that wrong to feel like if you don't want to be a part of this, if you feel, because I get it. I know a lot of radio stations go through this. You know, a lot of co-hosts, right. they want more. They don't want to be a co-host and they feel like they can do more. And it shows. I think in any team sport, like let's say Scottie Pippen had that attitude. Say, yo. I don't even want to be, I don't want to be Mike's sidekick. Would you feel like, I understand if you were Mike or would you feel like, bye, I don't want you then? Um, I feel like I would understand to a certain extent because I kind of feel like if we're talking about Michael, like, I think he was an asshole majority of his career, but I think he also understood that he did kind of need certain players to um, assist him in what he was trying to do. So whether it was Scotty or anyone else, like there was someone that he had to form some type of bond with for that help. And even if you're that person that is that that main role player or whatever, my thing is, as long as you don't shit on other people, then I don't really see the issue in anything. Like you can still be the man without being OK, mean or negative or, you know, an a complete asshole. You have to have some type of um that was the the exact word for that. I, I would say confidence. You have to have some type of confidence um, to think that you can achieve things that are beyond you or beyond, you know, what you what you really want. So I can see both sides to it. Because now I'm thinking, right? Michael Jordan said, if you don't want to play the game the way I played the game, that's fine. And I started to think to myself, a lot of the people who we consider great, not even only in only sports, just in life have that killer instinct type of attitude. Michael Jordan had it. Kobe Bryant had it. Lance Armstrong clearly had it. Even Bruce Lee. I was watching the 30 for 30 with Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee said, well, he didn't say it, but someone said about him um, that he was the kind of person, he believed in himself so much that if you don't believe in me the way I feel you should, I don't want to be around you. I don't even want you to be my friend. Like, you're going you're gonna to see... What I'm going to become, you're going to kick yourself in the ass. You're going to regret it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And a lot of people feel like, wow. They'll look at that and go, that's arrogance. But is it? When you look at, I mean, even, let's go Kanye, who kind of has that, that attitude, that arrogant, it's always about me thing. Uh, a lot of, I started looking at a lot of my childhood heroes, the Deion Sanders of the world. The Mike Tysons of the world, they all had that killer instinct. I'm going to beat you by any means necessary. And if you think you're better than me, I don't want you around me because you're not. And I wonder if as much as people say that it's toxic, maybe it's necessary. Yeah, I think it's it's 
categories to where that needs to be, though, because when you're thinking about like um, in the role of being professional or in, in those sense, like you you do need that instinct and those feelings. But when you come into the life of just having like a personal life or whatever going forward, like, you know, things happen like you're not always going to be on top. So what happens when you have a breakdown or when what happens when mentally you're not there anymore and you're needed? So, I mean, things happen all the time. That's true. That's I mean, you are going to always need help un- unless you obviously are in an individual sport. But I do think a lot of people have a problem with playing a role. And I do want to get into that as well. But before I do, the thing that was the most interesting to me about the Lance Armstrong doc was his entire team was doing drugs. Performance enhancement drugs. Everyone. Everyone was guilty of it. Everyone was doing it together. But obviously, like in, in most situations like that, it was mafia style. It was like, yo, no one tells on anybody. If one person goes down, we take care of you. We got you. Don't worry about it. And one of his teammates, uh, I don't know the gentleman's name, but it just so happened the way it worked out. He was the one who got caught. And everyone knew that he took the drugs. And so he got kicked out of the league. Initially, he didn't say anything. He held it to himself. He, he did his suspension. When his suspension was over, he tried to get back into the league. The league was like, nah. We ain't, it's a, it's a, it's a perception thing. We can't, we can't let you back into the league because then it's going to give everybody the wrong idea. So even Lance Armstrong's team was like, nah, we can't do that because then they're not going to let us play as a team. Lance didn't reach out allegedly from, from his words. No one really supported him. No one on the team was like, yo, it go a couple, you know, it go some dollars, take care of you and your family. They felt he felt like it was supposed to be mafia style. If I get locked up when I come home, my family should be good and I should be good, period. They didn't really do that. So he got to the point where he decided he was going to be the whistleblower. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, all right, I'm telling on everybody. And so he did. He told on the whole team. Lance was doing this. The man wrote a whole article. Now, obviously, it's very easy to call him a snitch. He is a snitch. But is it justified? If you're in that man's situation, if we're looking at it logically, are you telling? Probably. I mean, like, I, I don't know if, like, the, the whole snitch thing should be labeled that way. It's, to me, what I feel like he did was Lance was an ass to him. So it's almost like, you know, don't want to say that it's necessarily up to him to withhold Lance's you know, um, the things that Lance needed to do. This is it's karma in so many ways coming back to him. If you're going to not hold it down and not help out the person that is actually taking the fall for everyone, like how do you even come off being a leader and you think that that's okay to be a leader at all? Like that's not, that's not his role. Like he's not playing his role at all. I, I will say this. I don't know that I would have snitched, but at the time that, they told me I can't be on the team, and then Lance is not answering my phone calls. I certainly would have thought about it over a glass of whiskey. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I don't, I just, uh, that would have been very difficult for me to do simply because even, even though I knew immediately, I feel like I would feel justified in what I did. As the time progressed and I became what he's now known as, pretty mm-hmm. much the whistleblower, the snitch. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would want that to be my legacy. Like, I would try to find another way. Because you're just always going to be the snitch. uh, And he has a legacy, too, which is that he used drugs. 
So you got to think about it like I'm already you've already put me down here as the person that uses drugs, knowing that everyone else has done it, too. So my legacy is that I've used drugs and that's it. Like, y'all won't let me come back and redeem myself. You're not helping me. You're not helping my family. You're not doing anything at all that a teammate would do or someone that you would consider to be a family. So for me, it's like, okay, I use drugs. I might be a snitch, too. Okay, it's all of it. Like, how bad could it get? It really can't get any worse than that. So you wouldn't even have thought about it? Um, I would have, like... I'm sure I would have had a support system and someone else to talk to about it. But again, all these people are saying basically like, ew, he got the cooties. Like (laughs) they're not talking to him at all. So if you're not even going to speak to me, like I it's they're acting like he actually wronged them and he did no wrongdoing towards them at all. What he did was he saved everybody. So you're not even going to come back and, you know, help out like you're not gonna talk to me you're not gonna acknowledge how i feel nothing like no you gonna everybody gonna get this sorry they got the cooties too (laughs) (laughs) you touched me yuck i you know what i will give him credit for this though if if nothing else he he reached out he said yo if i'm telling you right now lance if you keep playing with me I'm, I'm <laughs> pull up. I pull, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to the authorities, okay? And yeah. Lance was like, "Do what you got to do, fam." Right. It's your word versus mine. Now, if you gonna challenge me in that way, nah, yeah, like yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell on you with the bracelet on. It's, it's um, <laughs> ex- <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have the bracelet on when I tell on you. you like- <laughs> I don't know why. It just feels justified. It does. I mean, again, I don't know what the karma judge is, but it just felt like karma to me. It's just like you can't use drugs and be an asshole. You got to pick. Like, Fact. choose what you going to do. I don't I, I will say I don't know how long like egos will be a problem in sports because how many Shaq and Kobe situations do we have to see? Before we realize it's okay to be 1A, 1B, right? If it's the two thing, that's the issue. Because a lot of men have this issue with being the two thing. Like, I'll be honest. We were playing cards one day, and I was just telling jokes. I wasn't serious, but I was telling. Scotty Pippen somehow came up, and I was like, who, number two? And then Amy was like, well, technically, you're number two, too. And then I didn't, at first, I didn't, it like brushed off of me. But then when I went home, I was like, nah, fuck her. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I don't know why. I had never felt, because I never felt like number two, because I'm one me. But I got her point. She's like, it's the Burt Show. So technically, you're the, you're the, you're the second guy. And it's like, no, because I'm Mo. I'm yeah. one Mo. I'm not two Burt. Yeah. So I never looked at it like some men do. I never understood why Kobe and Shaq couldn't play together. Like, who cares? Which one of y'all are the better of the two that's all opinions you can't really even compare a Shaq to a kobe they do two completely different things michael jordan couldn't do what scotty pippen did scotty pippen couldn't do what michael jordan did they both needed each other mike couldn't do it without scotty say what you want mm-hmm. mike greatest basketball player ever he couldn't lebron couldn't do it on his own mm-hmm. you know i mean so I, I never got it i never got why some men have this this thing in their mind like the dude who was winning with lance armstrong fam you was killing. You making money. You winning. You doing what you love to do for a living. If Lance is the guy, I'm taking these millions and I'm chilling. 
I don't have the spotlight. I don't have all of the stress that comes with that. People got to realize when you're the guy, you work a lot. You work a lot harder. Like you do yeah. a lot more. You, you earn being the guy. And if you really are that dude, if you, like, if you are that dude that you think you are in your mind, you won't have to force trying to be number one like Kyrie Irving did. Mm -hmm. You left LeBron for what? To go struggle? To go get more shots and no rings? Why? Fam, mm -hmm. Kyrie was still the guy in Cleveland. Like, you was, like, we know who you are. So I don't get it. I don't, is it just the ego thing? I think it's ego. On top of that, like, I think, like, some men, you know, like, when you're, you're not used to having the things that you you're not used to having money. You're not used to having a fame. You're not used to being the, the public figure and the things that, you know, people look up to. So when you have someone else that you're sharing that with, you could want that on your own. And that is all ego driven. So I think like maybe they felt like they were worth more than what they were getting, you know, from the public or from everyone else. And, you know, when you have people in your ear. Oh, well, so-and-so said like that's always an issue. So I 100 percent think that that's ego driven because I have no problem being on the practice squad. Like I would be the person that's cool. Like I'm getting a check. I'm I don't got to go in. Oh, I'm good. Especially if the guy is like Jordan, Kobe, somebody that no one else on the earth can beat. Right. I, I could understand if like Timothy from around the way is the guy. And no one even thinks Timothy is that good. That's different. But if the guy is a Hall of Famer, a legend, like who going to tell Scotty, yo, you, yo, you wasn't better than Mike? Neither were you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's telling Scotty that. Why does it matter? I just, I never, I never got that. Like it's, if you are, and again, like I say, if you are that dude, it's going to show. Your time will come when you're, like everybody had to find a way to be the guy. They didn't think Jordan was that dude at North Carolina before he hit that shot. He wasn't always that dude. Now, there are LeBrons in the world where, <laughs> since yeah. he was like four. I mean, LeBron was, was 6'3 <laughs> at four. So <laughs> he, he was always going to be the guy. But if I'm making millions, fam, you take all that pressure. You do all the work. I'm going to go over here and make my millions, hit a couple of threes, and then I'm going to be at the club while you sleeping because you got to wake up early and do mad interviews. I'm cool. That's true. I mean, but you got to think about all those people, too, that we're talking about, Mike, Kobe, uh, Lance. All of those, those people have the asshole trait behind them. So at the same time, like, you could be great, but if you're not – helping and picking your team up and doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing as a leader that just that diminishes people wanting to work with you and wanting to be the one b that's fair so that's fair yeah if you yeah because mike wasn't gonna call me a hoe and tell me i couldn't nah. eat tonight like no. nah <laughs> now i'm punching the guy in his face like that's it's not working for me <laughs> yeah we we're not doing that mike like, nah, I, sis. Yo, fam, yeah <laughs> nah, we're not doing that. But yeah, I think, man, like people got to get past that whole, nah, I ain't a role player. Like, yes, you are. <laughs> Everybody plays a role. At some point. Yeah. You, you, it's, it's a part of the game, you know, and, and, and so many people have ruined some legacies mm -hmm. because they couldn't be, quote unquote, a role player for a little bit and I, I just always thought that was interesting uh, a lady made a statement I want, and I'm curious as to what you think of this I thought this was interesting as well she said everybody wants to hate Lance 
right? And I think this is true about life, about a lot of people. Um, you, you think of now some people, it's their offense is a lot more serious. The R. Kelly's of the world, the Bill Cosby's of the world, so on and so forth. The Mel Gibson's of the world, the Kevin Spacey's of the world, um, whoever else I'm missing. She said that people always want to make things black and white. And I know we're in the civil rights movement right now. I'm not talking about race. <laughs> Everyone relax. We're having some fun this hour. But what she meant by that was you want to cancel all of the good that Lance did for cancer because he was taking performance enhancing drugs. Right. But she said she felt like sometimes there's a gray area. You know, Lance still did a lot to help cancer research. So the fact that he took these drugs doesn't take away from what he did for cancer, as well as the fact that what he did for cancer does not take away from the fact that he's a cheater. Mm -hmm. They both exist mm -hmm. and it's OK. Right. And I wonder if that extends further into this world of celebrity, because a lot of times people are in love with someone's work. But because of this obsession with celebrity, they confuse that with being in love with the actual person. You don't know the person. Mm -hmm. That's the truth of the matter. You don't know what they do behind closed doors. You don't know who they are. So when people are always, so, oh, my God, I can't believe she's like that. Why are you shocked? You don't know her. Right. I always kind of feel that way. You're in love with the person's music. Keep it there. You don't know them, but there's a line there. So obviously, like I said, some offenses to R. Kelly's, I can understand why you feel like you can't listen to his music. But what he's done, does that take away from the fact that the man's music is legendary? We can pretend like it does, but does it really? And, and, and again, St. Kevin Spacey, amazing movies. I know people who still watch House of Cards right now. I'm not going to say no names. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying no names. Whatever. <laughs> is there gray area there? And, and not for the R. Kelly's of the world, but for the lesser of the offenses. Is, is, should there be some gray area? Can we say, yes, Lance Armstrong was a cheater. He should not get the, the awards or the recognition for the, the performance aspect of his life. But for what he did for cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you, you have to take that back as well? See, it's tricky for me to even answer it because it's always, it seems like the big picture, like it's, it's hard to, to weigh in on what you really are considering an issue. Because when you think of like Lance Armstrong, for example, they took away his medals and they took away those things, but it's the extent to how he did it. Like he didn't just bow out or bow down and just say, okay, yeah, I cheated. It was like, no, I didn't cheat. Y'all are wrong. I didn't do nothing. Duh, 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 duh. Like That's he went forever. And then finally one day he was like, I'm doing it on my own time. I'm going to tell it now. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> everyone else has already told it. Like, so I get it. But it's just like, you can't be an asshole to the end. It's like, at some point, where do you learn the lesson? So for me, it's like, sh that person should be punished. You should go through the, Nah, I don't like this anymore. Nah, that like you should get those same things that you gave to people for over a decade because you earned that. So, but again, it doesn't take away from what he did for cancer, but it takes away the fact that he used cancer to get to 
you know, get to where he need to go to. And that's the thing that that's the problem. That's fair. I respect that. Because at some point when you know you're cheating, you know, fam, you have to humble yourself. Like Lance had drugs falling out of his pocket. No, that ain't me. <laughs> this ain't mine. Lance went to TI on him. This fan, you got it. He this, kicked the bottle and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yo, Lance was on Lance was like, nah, I'm trying Lance went to Oprah. Right. Like, don't why you use her platform to lie. Don't don't do that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, while we're on the topic of assholes, let's talk B Simone. <laughs> 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 um, if you're not familiar with who B. Simone is, she started training. Nobody. She's a, yeah. <laughs> basically, she's an Instagram. I mean, what do you not seriously? Like, what do you call these people? I'm not calling her a comedian. An Instagram personality. Uh, she's an Instagram personality. I do think there's something here before I go into B. Simone. Y'all got to stop being mad at these quote unquote celebrities who have no business being celebrities. They're only quote unquote again celebrities because i feel like people are so easily impressed nowadays that y'all make anybody a celebrity man a person makes one little viral video gets uh, a million followers and now they're a celebrity and they're speaking on politics and they're speaking on the civil rights movement and they're speaking period like everybody is not built to have a platform or to be this celebrity so we stop making people celebrities and then getting mad at the fact that they're exposing themselves to not be celebrities we have to stop being so easily impressed with people i'm gonna start there that's me taking accountability gemini's take take <laughs> note um <laughs> now she if, if you if you're unfamiliar she made a comment where she basically said that she does not want to date any man who has a nine to five uh if you haven't heard the clip here's a piece of it he can't have a nine to five. What? Why not? <laughs> you don't want him to have an honest job? I mean, he could be a, a hustling entrepreneur. So you I want him to be a you want CEO status? Yes. Okay. He can't. He can't. So like, he can't. He can't like clock like in and clock out. No. no. <laughs> Damn. I think entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs. Okay, but still, there's there's people who have really good jobs with vocational skills. If if he's a mechanic, I'm, I'm sure. But no, you're not gonna understand my lifestyle. You're not gonna understand why I'm up at three a.m. Oh, damn, you're making this you, hard for me. Okay, all right. You all right. know, he has to be an entrepreneur, a business owner. He he getting one of them yes. stimulus packages from Donald Trump, one of them small business <laughs> loans, and he ain't buying jewelry with it. Or moving into that direction. <laughs> yeah. All right, I, all right. Now, I paid attention. She didn't necessarily say that she doesn't want a guy who doesn't have money. She said she wanted him to match her lifestyle, right? Because she's an entrepreneur, so she wants one. Stop lying to us, B. Simone. You have three <laughs> cuts in your eyebrows trying to wild out. That's number one. That's where we're going to start. Number two, if Instagram were to crash, you're losing Probably 75% of your salary. That's number two. Number three, you're talking to your boss in the interview. Mm -hmm. Nick Cannon is her boss. You have a boss. And Nick Cannon has probably 20 times the amount of money that she has. And even he was like, what? <laughs> I don't understand this attitude of... Yes, you came up, queen. Happy for you. Great. Congratulations. But why do you, because you made some, because you're loud. You're very loud. Let's be honest. It's not like she's, she's not hilarious. She's just loud. And now you're putting down 
people who have nine to fives. Let's talk about it. Surgeons can be considered a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Lawyers can be considered a nine to five. Uh, the, the people who be on the towers directing planes can be considered nine to five. I can keep going. It's some nine to fives out here that's making bank. Right. And the ignorance in thinking that every entrepreneur has money, number one, right? Small businesses, nah, that takes some time. Black-owned businesses, that takes some time. Entrepreneurs are grinding. They're, they're struggling right now. Struggle, and you pick now yeah. to say you want an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't. If what is it about? You, you think that somebody who has a nine to five can't be a hustler? Is that what we're saying? I don't know. I what I really think she means to say. And again, I don't knock anyone's hustle at all. Get your money, sis. Get it all. But um, I think what she's really trying to say is that she wants someone that is in the same type of profession as her or she wants someone that's slinging that rock <laughs> so you want she, a drug dealer just she, say that she wants the drugs you want a man who's selling drugs yeah or a rapper or, or a rapper yeah a rapper or, or or a professional athlete that's what you want yeah let's be honest because you don't don't say nah it ain't about the money yes it is because if you had you a real entrepreneur some I, I could name some entrepreneurs that just got started last year and I promise you they broke. But right. they but they entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Do you want him? You don't want him. You're not gonna give him a shot, right? You want a man that's already established the way Instagram was already established when you rode your coat the coattails of Instagram and then started selling AliExpress products for resale to get some fame. And now you want a man who's already established and did all of the work? Yeah, I'm just I'm confused on it. It sounds like she don't want a four oh one K. Or no one that has to get taxes. Or, I, don't, I don't know what she's looking for exactly, but... What are you doing? There are doctors who make millions. There are radio personalities who make millions. The list goes on. I think she should have just said that her preference is this in a man. Not that she doesn't want anyone that has a 9 to 5. Because as a woman, you should want any man that is willing to work at all period you want a provider it's not about the nine to five it's not about what time he goes to work it's the fact that he's actually working so i i couldn't get down with her saying that i think it's just she should have narrowed her words down to what she prefers not the fact of having a nine to five is just so wrong like i i didn't like that I, I didn't I didn't understand it. And don't get it twisted. I'm not mad at somebody having a preference. I believe that everybody has the right to have a preference, whatever that preference is. But the ignorance in in what she was trying to say to make it seem as if men who have nine to fives are not good enough. Right. Like, what are you talking about? What happened to a woman wanting to just be loved? Mm. To, to to not have to worry. If you ain't worrying about where your next meal is coming from and that man is loving you with all he has and you ain't and, and you taken care of on your birthdays, on your anniversaries, and you feel like the, the most beautiful woman in the world, what's the issue? I don't know what the issue is. But again, that nine to five, I just I don't understand why she would even make that comment because I'm sure there's someone in her life. That as a, a father, her brother, cousin, someone that has a nine to five that is successful. I, at one point, I'm sure she had a nine to five. So it's not yes. about you. You can't say that you she was better off again, just saying her preference and saying what she wanted for herself, not to put down someone that has a job that is actually working. That's a fact. I know a lot of men who and women who have worked hard, built something. 
off of nine to fives. Like, and let's not act like like uh, people who clock in don't make real money. I, I know a lot of people with a nine to five who have who entrepreneurs go to them to mm -hmm. borrow money when it's not really kicking because at that it's time. A steady income. It's exactly. You don't want consistency. You're wilding. Shout out to, man, I don't understand what's going on. Shout out to everybody with a nine to five. <laughs> B. Simone will have an OnlyFans page within two years. I promise you. Mark my words. Shout out to her and her future OnlyFans page. Shout out to Trina who thinks we're animals. Um, shout out to the <laughs> fact that my favorite Trina song is Whoop Whoop Pull Over. And she thinks that because she has a valid driver's license that she would never have a problem with the police. Oh, shout out <laughs> to her. I don't know what's going on out here. Shout out to Terry Crews, who thinks black supremacy is an actual thing. I just, I don't, I'm lost, man. Throw them all away. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Listen, if you are a celebrity right now and you have millions of dollars in your bank, I promise you, you should take the money that you would normally use to buy Gucci belts and Louis bags and get you a PR person. Okay? <laughs> Y'all need them, man. Have somebody speak for you, fam. Don't talk. A nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Those are all nine to five jobs. <laughs> See? She going to get her athlete. The athlete going to cheat and she going to say, I can't believe he did this. Because she didn't know where he was at 530. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Six o'clock came, baby. Ain't home. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't. You're like, what? stop it, man. I don't understand what's going on in the world, man. I, I really don't. Um, I, well, I don't even know where I want to go from here. I saw. So I saw this guy um, on, on Twitter. And his, his girl was in the car. And he was banging on the window. Yeah. Let me in. Stop playing. Where you playing? Where you going? Where you going? You going to be with some dude, ain't you? She's like, yo, shut up. Go somewhere. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. And he was like, yo, for real, where you going to be? And she was like, I'm going to be with my girls. Like, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm cooling. And he was like, all right, man, I'm done, man. Fuck you. I'm leaving. And he left. And I saw mad dudes in the comments going, yo, that's the okie doke. It was like, what? That's the guy's way of trying to figure out where she going to be so he could go cheat. <laughs> What time are you coming home? Yeah, yeah that is that. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, and I was like, that's true. Because he went, oh, it's the act of concern. Yes. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm telling some of the secrets. I'm not supposed to do this, but it's already on Twitter, so I'm not Lance Armstrong manning. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever his Lance Armstrong man is, I'm not him. Nah, the whistle was already blue, but I read that like, wow. oh, oh, the women are figuring it out. The women are not fooled anymore by these antics because he was so angry. And then he just was like, oh, you be on when? All right. It's <laughs> unreal. Just, I said, oh, he going straight to her crib. Right. What is he Pull doing? Up. Is That's the thing. <laughs> Speaking of cheating, um, I think that the, the strategy of cheating is becoming easier because I'm getting cheated on. <laughs> Someone, some dude named Spam Likely keeps calling my girl and she thinks I'm fooled. I'm not fooled. Why does Spam Likely... <laughs> <laughs> you know how you look over when your significant other phone rings and you like and you you don't want to look, but you take a little and you see spam mad big and then the likely small and you like, fam, I, I, I you're not fooling me. And then you answer, yo, yo, hello, hello, 
This is a recording. Oh, I <laughs> like. Why am I that insecure that I think spam likely is saved in her phone? It's the same reason why Utah was calling you yesterday, and I was like, Katie was like, put it in the phone. We can see Yo. who it is. I was like, Nah, we gonna call. You couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Nah, I got student loans are requesting. Okay, Damn. okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you something. I got all my side <laughs> chicks trained. Uh, what? <laughs> Lisa would have answered the phone like you have reached. <laughs> Uh, nah, Yo. this a bitch voice. <laughs> nah, it ain't enough buzzing in the background. It ain't no recording. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Let me ask you this: Can you call someone something if you didn't experience it with them? We had this this conversation a while back, right? And I and now that you're finally here, I want to ask you this on the pod. So I believe. That you were calling, no, 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 it was Michael. It was Michael Jordan calling Scotty Pippen selfish, right? Is that how it started? Right. And, and you was like, yo, well, first of all, you can't say that, Michael, because you're the most selfish person on the planet. And you didn't necessarily experience Scotty's selfishness. You just thought that, that he was selfish from what you've heard. If, if someone has not done it to you, but you've seen it. Can you say that that person is that? No. I yes, you can. No. For one, this is why I said that about Michael. Michael called Scotty selfish because this, I don't know the exact amount. So I'm going to say Scotty was making $2,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and the That's team. Close. That's about right. <laughs> seven years in the NBA. Scotty trying to <laughs> seven year $2,000 contract. <laughs> See, it ain't the nine to five. Yo, <laughs> Scotty was like, I take it. Yeah, she wants Scotty. Be Simone, you. Scotty ain't having nine to five. You, you cool? They get them all. They get yeah. them all. Yeah. So, um, so let's just say it was two thousand, and let's just say the team's cap was five million. Mike was making six million. So it was you, making more than the team, than the whole team. Uh huh. So how you gonna call him selfish because he just wants maybe four thousand and you making six million? Because Saudi signed that contract. I understand that he signed that. Con- it's not about it being your fault. You just can't call him selfish yes, for I wanting can. more. Yes, I can. No, I'm, no, 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 no. Mike didn't say he was selfish for wanting more. Mike said he was selfish for that's the contract you signed. And now that you realize your back didn't go out and you're better than you thought you would be, you're saying, I'm not even going to come play for the team or practice or risk anything because y'all not paying me what I'm worth. No, we're paying you. Now, now, now I'm playing devil's advocate here because if I was Scotty, I would have did the same thing. Let's keep it clear. But I understand the business part of it that saying, hey, if your back did go out or if you ended up being um, a bust, right? you wouldn't have gave us any money back. And then again, I can play the other part of that. That's also the thing that they have with coming to the hood, getting little black boys that are good in basketball to sign a contract for not knowing they work because they don't even understand contracts. They just want to play. That's a fact. So what they did was they couldn't even like help him at all. You clearly have the money there. You know, he's worth it. Why not do it? Oh, no, they should have done it. That's what I'm saying. Don't get it twisted. But what I'm OK, so if, are you the kind of person that let's say Scotty and I'm not saying Scotty Pippen, I'm just using his name. Could be anyone. Let's say Scotty is you hear that Scotty is this. 
Scotty is that. But you haven't experienced that with Scotty personally. Mm-hmm. Are you holding that against Scotty or are you waiting to find out on your own? I'm waiting to find out on my own. If people say, hey, Bree, listen, before you continue being friends with Scotty, because you know this happens. Mm-hmm. Hate is hate. They do. Let me tell you something about this man. Right. You're not going to feel like, I. Right, I'm, I'm going to take your word for it and leave Scotty alone. I'm not. Because it's like this. What Scotty did at 22 and I know Scotty at 27, that might be a completely different person. So I can't say what I can't discount the experience that you had. I understand it. But at the same time, I'm not going to allow myself to miss out on something that could be a good opportunity for me or for having a friendship or a relationship based upon what someone else says, because I might not like that other person like you you don't know. So, again, I'm basing how I feel off someone based upon my experience other than my significant other, of course. But other than that, no, so you get you, a chance. If you see Lance Armstrong on Tinder, you're not afraid to swipe right. I'm not swiping right because he didn't do that to you. He didn't do that to me. But I'm affected by what he did because my grandfather had cancer. So oh, I used a bad example. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right. No, that's fair. Um, are are would you date Mike Tyson? Um, no. Why? I don't like the way he talks. That's it. <laughs> he also bit a man's I was ear. About to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I know he could defend me. The fact so, you know, it depends on what I want. Can also kill you. That too. Yeah. So, but either way, I said no from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, um, before we wrap up, I'm going to shift gears here. I want to I wanna, I wanna get your opinion on something that's a little more serious. Um, Muhammad Ali. It's my dude, man. I, I, I found a video of Muhammad Ali that I've never seen, which is rare for me because I thought I've watched every Muhammad Ali video, but I missed one. Let me, I'm going to play the clip for you and I want you to tell me what you think about this. And I always ask my mother, I said, mother, how come is everything white? I said, why is Jesus white with blonde and blue eyes? Why is the Lord's <laughs> Supper all white men? Angels are white, Pope and the Mary and every, even the angels. I said, mother, when we die, do we go to heaven? She said, naturally, we go to heaven. I said, well, what happened to all the black angels when they took the pictures? <laughs> she, <laughs> I, said, I said, oh, I know. If the white folks was in heaven, too, then the black angels were in the kitchen preparing the milk and honey. <laughs> she said, listen, you quit saying that, boy. I was always curious. And I always wonder why I had to die to go to heaven. Why I couldn't have pretty cars and good money and nice homes now. Why do I have to wait till I die to get milk and honey? And I said, Mama, I don't want no milk and honey. I like steaks and, and I said, milk and honey is a laxative anyway. Do they, they have a lot of bathrooms in heaven? So anyway, I was always curious. I always wondered why, you know, Tarzan is the king of the jungle in Africa. He was white. And, uh, White man, I saw this white man swinging around Africa with a diaper on, hollering. Oh, do you all see Tarzan over here? Right, you Tarzan? Yeah. And all the Africans, so he's beating them up and breaking the lion's jaw. And here's Tarzan talking to the animals, and 
the Africans been there for centuries, and he yet can't talk to the animals. All the times he can talk to the animals. I always wonder why. And Miss America was always white. All the beautiful brown women in America, beautiful suntans, beauty shapes, all type complexions, but she always was white. And Miss World was always white. And Miss Universe was always white. And then they got some stuff called White House cigars. White swan soap, king white soap, white cloud tissue paper, <clears throat> white rain hair rinse, white tornado flow wax. Everything was white. And the angel food cake was the white cake, and the devil food cake was the chocolate cake. <laughs> I said, Mama, why is everything white? I always wondered, you know, and, and the president lived in the White House. <laughs> and Mary had a little lamb, his feet as white as snow, and snow white. And everything was white. Santa Claus was white. And everything bad was black. The little ugly duckling was the black duck. And the black cat was the bad luck. And if I threaten you, I'm going to blackmail you. <laughs> I said, Mama, why don't they call it white male? They lied too. <laughs> I, will, I was always curious. And then and <laughs> this is when I knew something was wrong. <laughs> so I've always wondered this as well. Like, why aren't any of the figures that we speak of, or even the ones we create, why is no one ever black? And I thought to myself, like, I, I thought I was the only person who thought this until Muhammad Ali said it. Have you ever thought of this? No. You I mean, mean, no, I'm sorry. Yes, I have thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've Guess thought of it. that's why me and Ali are the great ones here. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. But there would be some people that say he's been punched in the face too many times, so he shouldn't be thinking about that either. But to they be say that about every boxer, right. but that's when Ali was in his prime, and that was a bad boy when he was in his prime. But yeah, I did think that I. It's almost like the same thing with um, you know, like dolls. When I was little, yeah, there weren't a lot of black Barbie dolls for me to play with, and I wanted, like, I didn't know that I wanted to play with black Barbie dolls, but I wasn't exposed to them, so how would I know? Right. So it's like you're missing a part of something that really deep down matters to you. But you don't know that it matters because you've never seen it. I, I remember that being a thing when you would go to give gifts, mm -hmm. you know, Barbie dolls to families. Like, do you, dad, do you get the black? Where's the black one? I don't want to give the black family a white Barbie doll. And I don't want to get the white family a black Barbie doll. And that was always interesting to me that we even put race on yep. Barbie yep. dolls. Yep. Like, that's a thing. It's, it's very interesting to me. And, um... Yeah, it's as if they don't, you don't really, I mean, I don't see black Barbie dolls that often. There's special editions, like, to them. I mean, they're, they're popular more now than they were back in the 80s and when I was a baby and stuff, but they're, they're much more popular now. What is her name? Keisha? Oh, I don't know her name, but they even her, have. Her name is Black Barbie. No, like, come on. she has Barbie? a name. She hasn't, you know, there's different ones for different ones. They have like a nursing Barbie and a doctor Barbie. Like they're all different. So they, they, they don't dress like, them up. They have okay. names to them, of course, but I just don't know their names. because So I don't it'd play be Barbies like Latanya. It could be, but they even have an African Barbie doll. She has a name. Like they have the Miss USA has a barbie doll okay. like some celebrities have barbie dolls so again it's, it's spread now because i think it became an issue where it was like oh there's no one like me so i mean i could see that like when i went to church i did wonder why there weren't other paintings i asked you know i always asked because i'm a curious child i was a curious person whatever growing up so i wanted to know like 
okay, well, why doesn't this look like me? Like, why is it not brown? <laughs> like, right. what's the, how, how do you answer that? I mean, and it's not to say that it should be brown, but does that mean it should be white? So you don't, like, it's just the question of not knowing. Like, again, you're not exposed to it. So you really are just curious. And I think that's just where I stood with it for a long time. I understand. All right, let's, let's talk about forgiveness. This was a topic this week, and it's interesting because I'm, I'm a bit torn. Like, when you think of who we should forgive, who we should not forgive. Now, I, I am a Christian, so I am of the cloth of you, sh- you have to forgive everyone. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to accept them in your life, but I do try to forgive everyone. But when you look at certain celebrities, uh, Justin Bieber is a great example. Um, he had a time in life when he was using the N-word, like literally singing a song of the N-word. He, mm-hmm. was, he was very young. He's obviously grown. He's matured. Not the same person. Mm-hmm. Came out, supported Black Lives Matter. Like, yo, everything. I, I got a lot of my swag, my juice, <laughs> my sauce from black culture. Right. I'm standing with y'all. Then you got people saying, yo, appreciate it, respect it. More artists should do that. You got other people saying, nah, we ain't forget. Right. Right. And that goes to the Hulk Hogan's of the world. Um, who else is wild out out here? Doja Cat, Roseanne, Mark Wahlberg, Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. Iggy Azalea, Donald Sterling, uh, Vince Vaughn, Kelly Osborne, Tom Hanks, Hugh Jackman. List goes on. Mm-hmm. A lot of these celebrities at some point have said or done something racist. Mm-hmm. As black people, are we to now say, you was wildin', but we're, this is bigger than us right now. So if you're willing to say, I'm sorry, and I stand with you, I forgive you, I'll let it go. Or do you stand on the side of, nah, I know who you really are, because you showed yourself. You showed your racism once. And I don't think racism goes away. I'm not saying that. I'm saying some people believe that. Where do you draw that line of forgiveness? Who do you forgive? Who do you not? When do you know it's real? I don't know how to maneuver. Yeah. I think a lot of those apologies, it's not, it's the apology was needed, but it's what do you do after the apology? Like, what are your actions going forward for me to, like, convince me? You couldn't, like, you didn't do anything before and I was a fan of yours. And then you decided to basically belittle me as a fan and say, nah, I'll fuck with you. And essentially other people found out and then you decide to say, okay, I was wrong. And then you make that choice. Okay. But what are you doing after you acknowledge the fact that you were wrong? If you're not doing anything after you acknowledge the fact of I was ignorant, I did this and this was wrong, then nah, I can't get with you. Like, but that's just my opinion on it. And it's also about um, age and maturity for me too. Because someone that's well in their 30s and 40s and 50s, you're not changing your opinion in a day because someone called you out on it. You've lived like this. You were brought up like this for 30, 40, 50 years. So that's what you you understand. That's what you know. I can't say Justin Bieber got a pass with me, but it was also like I feel like he's fairly young. So he was very young. He was he's a little bit more open to hearing what he can do to improve. And I feel like he's actually tried to make 
some changes since then. I haven't seen, like, I don't know the in-depth because I don't listen to them on a regular basis anyways. But I do feel like, um, again, it's about what you do after the apology. So that's where I stand with it. I do. Uh, it's tough for me. Now, on the bird show, I said that I felt like it came down to two factors because I was thinking about it. And I feel like it's number I, This is the equation for me of forgiveness during these times. Number one, what was your offense? Mm-hmm. I feel like some offenses are just it's too much, fam. Right. Like um, when I think of celebrities like uh, Leah Michelle and Laura Ingram, I believe is her name. Don't really care if I'm wrong. From Fox. Now you've been racist for years, mm-hmm. years. You've hurt a lot of people, and now all of a sudden you not Laura Ingram. She's not issuing an apology. She's owning her racism. I'm almost not mad at her. Right. Because I if you if you like, yo, I'm racist, it is what it is. All right, cool. Now I know who I'm dealing with. I read the room. But homegirl, uh, Leah Michelle, that's apologizing. Why now? Yeah. You've been racist and hurt all of these people all these years. And now you're exposed. You've mm-hmm. gone viral. Now you want to apologize? No, I'm good. Right? I'm having a tough time forgiving her. Because that goes into my second part of the equation. What reason do you have to apologize? Right. I, you have to weigh those. Now, do I think their offenses are that bad? Not really. But you have reason to apologize. When I look at Mark Wahlberg, it's reverse for me. His offenses were terrible. Mm. They were really bad because you physically harmed people. Right. He was young. He, he did the whole Marky Mark thing, which is certainly cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. You ate off a of black culture. Mm-hmm. Now, but the truth of the matter is Mark Wahlberg really don't have to apologize. He'll be fine. His career will go on. He'll still be Mark Wahlberg. He doesn't have to do it. So maybe his apology is genuine, right? This is the struggle. Take Drew Brees. Was his offense that bad? Not really. But does he have a reason to apologize? Hell yeah. Four out of five of his linemen are black. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a long season for you, fam. You play for the New Orleans Saints. The majority of that crowd is black. Right. And they'll put a spell on you. Who do? Quick. Fast. <laughs> Most of the receivers you done threw to are black. The running backs you hand off to are black. The majority of your teammates your entire life have been black. So I feel like he meant what he said. And then mm-hmm. people will say, well, ah, he's just ignorant. He didn't know. Four years? Four years you've been around all these black men. Now, when I think of Bert, ask a lot of questions. I love that about him. Because he's sitting across from a black man every day. So he asked. Drew Brees was sitting across from way more than one black man every day. Hundreds. Through seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you still didn't get it? You still didn't get that it wasn't about the flag. Now, nah, my grandfather fought in World War II. So did a lot of our grandfathers, fam. Mm-hmm. A lot of black men fought in that same war. And when they came home, they didn't get the same reception. They didn't get to sit in the same spot of the bus. They didn't get to share the same rewards. But they fought. So if we're disrespecting your grandfather, are we also disrespecting those black men? It's not about them. Yeah. They fought so that we can be free to stand up and say this is not right. We're, we're utilizing what they fought for. Right. That's what upsets me. And we're not asking. We're, we're asking for civil rights. What is the issue here? So to me, nah, Drew said how he really felt. Do I think he's genuinely sorry? Yes. I do. But why did it take for almost the entire world, his own teammates, to say, yo, if, it, if that's what it's going to be, then it's fuck you. 
Oh, wait, hold up. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What did, what did I say? What did I do? What? Nah, Drew Brees got way too many touchdowns to be that dumb. Yeah, it's hard for me to actually say that I feel he's genuine because you go back to one of the biggest events was Hurricane Katrina and you were playing for the New Orleans Saints. Then you were well aware of everything that all those people experienced. And a lot of those people were black. 100%. So you've seen black culture. You've been in a very black city. I mean, it's mixed, but it's definitely has its um, black presence. You're mm-hmm. there and you're and you still have the audacity during this time period to say something so insensitive, something that would be so offensive that you would know you would have to recall and make four to five additional posts just to say I'm wrong. Like, nah, that I'm good on him. I feel it's hard. I want to forgive him, but I think because I was I was a fan. I like Drew Brees. I did too. But he's forgiven and forgotten. Same. I like that. Sometimes you have to forgive and forget. Yeah. You're not my quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. I love Aaron Rodgers. That's my quarterback. <laughs> That's my quarterback, man. If Dak Prescott don't move, <laughs> so he can so he can bring Aaron in here. Mm. <laughs> what is he? Why, why is Dak Prescott in the way? Move. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. So I you can't tell me why did Aaron Rodgers get it? Immediately. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers said, Yo, it's not about the flag. Relax. Right. Immediately. Right. What is the issue here? It's not difficult. I, you cannot convince me that the Black Lives Matter movement and the reason for Colin Kaepernick kneeling was so complex and difficult to understand that. Uh, nah, I just missed it. You can't convince me of that. Mm-hmm. It's too simple of a concept to understand. Fam, if anybody's ever saw an NFL playbook <laughs> and you're the quarterback, you can't be a dumbass and be an amazing quarterback. Right. You just can't. Those are smart men. Yeah, the flag was n- has nothing to do nothing. with what Black Lives Matter is. is- about and that's nothing about what we were talking about had anything to do with the flag whatsoever that's just it was completely disrespectful for me so and and drew Brees had this same stance four years ago he said it before Mm -hmm. all right cool we forgave you for that Mm -hmm. but now you mean to tell me after you saw that knee on george floyd's neck you still didn't get it nah there's a difference between ignorance and racism yes you want to be in the dark you don't want to see it because you don't care enough. Nah, nah, it's, nah, I'm not rolling. I'm not rolling. If I'm on the offensive line, it's ole. Give me Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Kaepernick and Aaron Rodgers are my quarterbacks for the rest of life, period. Um, all right, now let's get back to the shits real quick. We about to wrap up. Before we go, Uh, there was... <laughs> Saw this on Twitter. Thought it, thought it was extremely ignorant, and this man set men back 10 years. Let's talk about it. There, this woman posted a text message conversation with a guy. They were in the talking stage, clearly. And she says, uh, I think he asked her, you know, yo, you be cooking and all that? You cook? And she said, I do a little something. You know, I, you know, I use recipes, and I, you know, I get busy. And he said, nah, nah. My grandma gets now my grandma get busy for real. She never used a recipe. I can't be with a woman who needs a recipe to cook. She said, What? Um, 
I mean, yeah, I actually cook from my grandmother's recipes. And he said, oh, wow. All right. Well, you said that like you hurt. You hurt. And she said, nah, I just think you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm reading this like, yo, what the hell is he talking about? What are you talking about, fam? Yo, I just came up with a great idea. Him, we should put him and B. Simone in a date together (laughs) and see how it works out. Now you cooking. Because he sounds like he don't have a nine to five. <laughs> He's definitely selling drugs with that. What are you talking about? And she fam? looks like she definitely cannot cook. B. Simone can't cook. No one with three cuts in their <laughs> eyebrows in 2020 can cook. I promise you. Yeah, that was the most, one of the most ignorant things to say. Nah, I ain't rocking with nobody who uses a recipe to cook. What are you, what? Fam, Rachel Ray uses recipes. <laughs> Every now and then to get busy, okay? <laughs> like, every every chef has used or will use a recipe mm-hmm. at some point to create something new and to try something different. You're an idiot, and you're going to be hungry for a long time. For a long time. Because I know those um, easy-baked meals that he making, he <laughs> yeah. looking on the back of the box, and it says set to 450, make sure it's in the middle. I know he's looking through all of that. So now we stray on YouTube, buddy. What? Like you're setting men back. You're like, don't do. What are you doing? If she cooks for you and it tastes good, I promise you, I don't care how it got there. I don't care anything about the process. If you are feeding me and it's edible, <laughs> I'm a happy man. Look, in 2020, you be happy and lucky that a woman is cooking for you right and now. I'm sure he can't cook. <laughs> I know he can because you wouldn't have asked that question no. if you could. Mm-mm. I don't even care if you can cook in small talk because I, I I could do that. Mm-hmm. I want to know other things. You know what I'm saying? Like what your credit score look like? When you- the last time you've been to the dentist? These are questions I have. I don't care if you're using <laughs> recipes. Like I'm not he mad at that. You could have just asked for the meal because that's really what he wanted. Because he didn't cook that day. <laughs> Disgusting, <laughs> man. You need him up for two? Is it enough in that ingredients for two? Yo. <laughs> know that it some a lot of men don't just don't know how to small talk yeah small talk shows you how small they really are yes they just they can't wait to get to the netflix and chill part they just trying not to mess it up before they get to the netflix and chill part that's that's it like you need recipes for how to small talk fam (laughs) that's what you need to google he could have just picked up the phone and asked her that don't like i wouldn't even want that text thread to still be sitting there Man, this fool is stupid. Like, I was a dumbass. Not respond anymore. <laughs> when she said, "Nah, I just think you're stupid," I cheered. <laughs> I was proud of her. Yeah, girl. Yeah, get him, get him. <laughs> They're setting men back. Takashi Six Nine is setting men back. He's in the studio with Akon. Neither of them are wearing masks, but Takashi Six Nine has a lace front on. Why do you have a lace front on with no mask? And it was colorful. I just didn't understand. What is happening? I don't know. I didn't like it. And why is Akon in the studio with Takashi Six Nine? Uh. Why what? are they locked up? Mm-hmm. Akon, I, I have no answers. Akon got three wives, fam. When I tell you, I don't care how much money he got, he still need money. He do what he wants. <laughs> Any man, <laughs> it's no such thing as I'm good when you got three wives, and I don't know how many kids from those three wives. Yeah, just think about what he could have brought back to all his family. Like, it's a big family. That's a big family. That's that's a it's a whole lot of sixty nines when you got three wives. Do you see the the equation that's here? Locked up. Um, that leads me to the next person who was working with Takashi Six Nine, who happens to be our celebrity of the week, none other than your queen, 
you voted, and she is your queen to be. I didn't vote. <laughs> not, not you, the people. Oh, okay. The people voted. Nicki Minaj now has a song coming out with Takashi 69. The queen of what? I don't know. Of of music? A lot of people think Nicki's the queen. Don't, fam, I ain't saying nothing bad about Nicki. I'm afraid of her fan base. Yeah. I'm afraid of her fan base and Beyonce fan base. You should be. Yeah, I'm, they, they, they scared me. She, she is a great talent. Both of them are. Takashi six nine? No, I was talking about Nikki and Beyonce. Oh, <laughs> you reaching? Okay. All right, I was about to buy you his lace front if you a fan. Wow, <laughs> these braids will do, boo. Listen, I think it's worse that Nicki Minaj is on this fan this this track. Excuse me, with Takashi because Nicki don't need that. I expected artists who need that to jump and say I work with him because it was this whole thing about I'm I'm not working with Takashi. He's a snitch. He um he's an alleged rapist. Nicki Minaj's brother is a convicted rapist, correct? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she stood by his side. She took some heat for that. Mm-hmm. She's married to a convicted felon. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging. I'm just spewing facts. Mm-hmm. She took some heat for that. She clearly doesn't care much about her image. Now you're working with Takashi Six Nine, who is an alleged rapist and a convicted snitch, and all of these other things. Why? She doesn't need this. Why? I don't know. I saw what the proceeds were for, so I'm thinking maybe part part of the proceeds. Okay, let's Oops. be clear. She's they, they made it. <laughs> I did not miss that part. Part of the proceeds. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> are going to a bail program that is going to make it easier for people to bail out. But they definitely made sure to clarify part. Yeah. If that's the case, a part of my proceeds goes towards doing a lot of good for a lot of people in the community as well. I never clarify how big that part is. Neither did they. What's a part? $69? You're disgusting. <laughs> so is Nikki. If, we, if we're keeping it a buck in here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. But again, I just, I really think that she's at this point in her career where she just does not care. Like, Clearly. the judgment, whatever. Like, it's like a good and a bad thing. Like, I almost, I almost don't fuck with her. I fuck with her. Because it's like, for you to not care that much, like you just really are that carefree in life. Like, that's, that's I'm not impressed. It's, it's, it's fairly, it's easier. Let's yeah. be honest. It's easier to be carefree in life when you're a millionaire and you're established and you're in the position that she is in. It's, it's, it's a little easier than it is to be someone who is still grinding and getting there. So I'm not impressed by that, to be honest. She's in a position where she can... Do a lot with her influence and her platform. Mm-hmm. And if Beyonce did this, we would be disgusted. I would be hurt because I'm hurt. a fan of Beyonce. I would feel as if Beyonce passed away, to be honest, if she did something <laughs> this disgusting. I would mourn her. I'm not even trying to be funny. I know you would. <laughs> B, no. B. B. Hove would be mad. A-O-B. He wouldn't, um, he wouldn't let her do this. Fam. Hove won't even let people take pictures. Yeah. He's not. So I'm, I just, Nikki. Baby, boo-boo, why? <laughs> why? You don't have the answers. No one does. She ran out of pills and potion? You do what she want when she popping. I guess. All right. <laughs> well, Nikki is the celebrity of the week. Uh, I, I'm supposed to do this weekly. Last, I missed it last week, but it was I didn't miss it. It just I had more important things to, to talk about. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to start doing weekly meetups and speaking about 
celebrities I have encountered throughout my journey because I have I met a lot of celebrities at my old job. I'm not shouting them out. They know who they are. They fired me on Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> it's a true story. But I, I did have the pleasure of meeting a lot of celebrities and I am as having people guess on my Instagram whether it was a good or a bad encounter. So today's special guest is Nicki Minaj, none other. Do you think my encounter with Nicki was a good or a bad one? Were you on the episode when I did Kevin Gates? Mm. That was Jers and Katie, right? Mm. Okay, so you, this is your first vote. This is important. You don't want to come out the gate 0-1. This is a big deal. Oh. You, don't, you don't want to be wrong here. Okay. All right. So was my encounter when I met Nicki Minaj a good one or a bad one? Bad. You're going with bad. Yes. Drum roll, please. You are correct. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, uh, I wasn't disappointed. I didn't, you know, because I met, like I said, I met a lot of celebrities. Uh, some of the interactions were wonderful, some not so much. Nikki was very, very Nikki. She was very into herself. Um, there was a, there's like this section where you can look out through glass and see fans. And it was mad fans lined up. And sometimes I feel bad telling these truths because I'm not trying to hate or pour shade on anybody, but it's my truth. It's, I'm just speaking my truth. And they wanted Nikki to just go wave. The fans couldn't touch you, couldn't talk to you, couldn't interact with you. Nothing. It just would be a simple wave. Yo, thank y'all for coming. She wouldn't do it. <laughs> Hundreds of people outside just wanted to see her. That's it. All she had to do was wave. Nah, I'm not doing it. I'm good. I was like, wow. And just her whole, she smiled. She took a couple pictures, but it was like a, it was cold, just mm-hmm. really cold. And I was just like, this was at the point in my life when I still felt like, you know, I, I was still kind of, I guess a little shocked, not really shocked, but a little shocked when, cause you're in a radio station. It's not like you're still in the streets. I get it. If you in the streets, you don't want to be bothered. I get it. But when you step into a radio station, you're not swarmed with people. It's only a few people that actually have the clearance or the privilege to even be there. So you would think if you got seven people in a room, you can shake hands, smile, what's up, everybody good, who want pitch? Nah, it was none of that with Nikki. It was like, yo, where's the breakfast club? Um, (laughs) 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 I'm like, damn, she really is a monster. Um, (laughs) It was, I'm just being honest. I'm not mad at her, but yeah, it wasn't a good experience. Uh, I I didn't even ask to take a picture because at that point I was like, if this is what you want, then I'm good. But yeah, it was a bad experience. So I think that she's my second celebrity. Kevin Gates was good. Nikki was bad. We won for one. If you're keeping score, let me know who's 100% out there. And um, that's it. That's it. Uh, Nick, I'm disappointed in Nikki, Trina, Drew Brees, Terry Crews. I'm not disappointed in B. Simone because, I mean, who gives a shit if we're, <laughs> we're being honest? Um uh, the greatest tweet I saw this week was, I promise you, no man alive will lose sleep over the fact that B. Simone doesn't want him. That's a fact. If you have a nine to five, shout out to you. Keep killing him, King. Keep killing him, Queen. Uh, Bree, anything else before we get out of here? Nope, I think we're good. Well, thank you for joining us in the moment. I hope I took you away from whatever your struggles, problems, or issues may be. Um, again, shout out to Katie. 
Love you, thinking about you, stay strong, sending prayers and support to you and your entire family. Um, shout out to everybody missing their family, missing someone. It's tough out here. We're in the fight of our lives once again <laughs> for, the, for the millionth time in 400 years. Here we go. This is the one. Kill him. What? No, <laughs> don't kill him. No, like, ooh, kill him. Oh, that's the second time this podcast I thought you was a murderer, man. You, right. You got to choose your words carefully. I see you. Come on, man. People protesting out here. Um, Yes, all jokes aside, uh, let's keep fighting for equality, man, because black people, we deserve it. If you are against it, you already know what time it is with you. Black people have been fighting for equal rights for years, and you still have some people who are on the other side saying, nah. I think I like it how it is. <laughs> you should really evaluate yourself if you feel that way. You're a whole ass. And that's all I have to say about you. To everybody else, you know what time it is with me. If you love me, I love you. Thank you for listening. Nothing but genuine love to everybody who supports in the moment and who supports me, period. Everybody be strong. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep fighting. And I am going to leave you with this. Um, I used to end a lot of my podcast with what my grandma said. And one of my listeners wrote to me, I really want you to bring that back. I always had something that my grandmother was bringing to life because my grandmother is such an influence to me. And I mean, the things that she tells me, I feel like should be shared with the world. This week, I don't have a quote, but this is just to show to my listeners that I listen. When you ask for things, I listen. My grandmother told me something that I thought was valuable this week. Uh, we were speaking about my open letter about being black in America and my grandmother gave me hope she did my grandmother is and she's a little older than me not much um because I, I will never disrespect a black queen by putting her age out there but she's got me by a little bit not much a little bit but she said to me Reese in my time yes I've seen this before I've seen civil rights movements I've seen marches I've been in marches I've heard Martin speak uh, I've heard Malcolm speak I've I've seen protest I have seen black people be treated like this for years, but what I have never seen, and this is a woman who has lived it, who's been in the trenches, I've never seen this much support from white people. We've never had this. Her whole life, it was always mostly black people on the front line. But she said the youth, white people who are younger, who are not already corrupted with that evil and that hate, are out here with fist up, fighting. Like, yes, we want this too. She's never witnessed that. And that makes her believe that this is actually going to happen before she passes away. That my grandmother will see some change and some movement in this world. And that gave me hope. Because how could it not? My grandmother believes in this movement. And so do I. And so should you. Keep fighting. Next week, bitches.
gonna raise it before him say, wanna be where you are. Gotta be, gotta be where you are. I wanna be where We are all living busy lives. Day in, day out, you give it your all, potentially leaving you feeling a little run down. Why not support your immune system by reaching for Avogel Echinoforce? Avogel Echinoforce is scientifically proven to help strengthen the immune system by fighting the first signs of colds and flu viruses. Containing fresh extracts of organically grown echinacea, Echinoforce is a natural herbal remedy that helps the body fight the symptoms of these infections by supporting the immune system. Support immunity with Avogel Echinoforce, available from health food stores and pharmacies nationwide. Always read the leaflet. For more information, visit avogel.ie. Whether it's your first step on the property ladder or your first place with stairs, from new builds to rebuilds, a new home is one of life's biggest moments. And we all know life doesn't always go to plan. That's why at Bank of Ireland, our personalised mortgages can change if your life changes. When you're ready to make a move, we're ready to make it with you. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval subject to assessment of suitability and affordability. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank Trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. At Centro, we have everything you need with lots of great offers in our Centro range. Like Centro Stillwater 9-pack 500ml, now only €2.60. Centro Homestyle Oven Chips 1.5kg, now only €1.40. And Centro Dishwasher Tablets 5-in-1 Lemon 30-pack, now only €1.55. Centro. Live every day. At Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie The Sky Sale is now on. And who doesn't need a pick-me-up at this time of year? So get award-winning Sky TV and our best ever Wi-Fi with ultra-fast broadband together from just €50 a month for 12 months. Well, that's nice. That's a feel-good saving from us. So save big on the Sky sale. Search Sky 50 today. New Sky customers only. Availability subject to location, minimum term and further terms apply. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. At SuperValue, we believe in low prices. Shop thousands of our low-price, own-brand products online at supervalue.ie and get them delivered straight to your door. Supervalue. Believe in low prices.